Welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blog. I'm the big head bopper, and I'm sitting here with my two little Christmas elves, Jeffy D. I don't want to be a dentist. Oh, wow. This elf's got his own opinions. And Timmy K, what do you say? What is up? Yukon Cornelius Stylies. <laughs> By the way, I said I don't want to be a dentist. He, he, does, he does want to be a dentist. He wants to be a dentist. No, you know, that's hey, the sequel. I suggest you, Jeff, or go uh, you know, maybe do a little replay on that Rankin Bass no, 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 classic. No. I, uh, Rudolph Rankin the, Report <laughs> for Rankin Bass. Red Nose. It's Red Nose Day over at the Rudolph Station. All right. <laughs> all weekend long, we're rolling out all the hits, Christmas and otherwise. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, dude looks like a Rudolph, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, are you guys having, at this point, did you, yes. you, have, you have enough time to have judged, did you get into the holiday spirit this year? Mm. Tim, too soon to say. Damn, damn. I never know until Christmas morning. Mm. You open up a little package and inside it says yes. <laughs> I, I go to the I go to the mirror, <laughs> unshaven, eyes bloodshot, I look in the mirror and I go, Damn, I never got to it. <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> Your family just hears you in the other room. Damn! <laughs> no, ah, what did I do? The bathroom mirror smashes <laughs> as he lashes out in rage. Every, every I year. gather up my cloak and walk out of the whole house. Damn. I, uh, you know what? I was thinking, I got, you know, I'm in the, I didn't really get into it this well, year. You did it's a, tough. You, you did a. Upstate Catskills Ski Weekend. That's, that's true. That's a good wintery thing. That's true. Mm. I went to Descanso Gardens. That was wintery. Yeah, I did some good wintery and some holiday stuff. Halloween stuff, too. Uh, I watched Mixed Nuts. <clears throat> now, what's that? Is that a Christmas movie? It is, but it's like, it's a groovy Manhattan, I mean, Venice Beach Christmas. Really? Oh, 90s. When's it from? Oh, 90s. Oh, it's from there in early 90s, and it's actually, it's a really weird movie. Fun to watch if you've saturated every other Christmas movie, but... Ooh, dog. Hmm. Ooh, dog. Um, Barking dog. Barking it, dog and owner saying, I'm sorry. So I'm, there's something, a dog was attacking maybe, someone's like getting close to somebody. Mm. Get a little play-by-play. Play. Um, here's <laughs> the funny thing about the film Mixed Nuts is it's a novel, it's a it's a farce, you know, like like room to room running <laughs> yeah, around, oh, crazy yes, farce. Yes, yes, yes. And it's set, it's Christmas Eve Ooh. in uh, Venice Beach, California. And if you don't know Venice Beach, that's a very... Uh, what would you say? Trippy, hippie, weirdo, mm-hmm. freako part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, Very free spirited. But what's really funny about this is like, yes, <laughs> it's it's based on this like French play, uh, that, hence the farce. But this movie makes nuts from 1994 is directed by Nora Ephron, who is not a hip indie director mm-hmm. tapping into the boho scene. She's like Nancy Myers. Yeah, she's a well-to-do intellectual rich exactly. lady. Exactly. So she cast it in her mind. She gave it a hip cast, which is like Gary Shandling pops up, and it's all this <laughs> stuff. It's it's like maybe the one well cast person is um, what's her name from like Natural Born Killers? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. That's like not a, Julianne Moore. Julianne uh, something. Huh? Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis. That's like a one of the hip actors of the '90s, and she's yeah. in it, and that's good. But like. If this had been directed by like Richard Linkletter or something, yeah, then, yeah, then it yeah. would make sense. But Nora Ephron, like, it's just all these kind of like very wealthy boomers. <laughs> uh, and they're in a house together. They're uh, they work at a suicide hotline on Christmas Eve. Interesting. And they're all sort of like um, bohemian whack jobs, you know. Wow. But hmm. um, it's not a. Good That's movie. a weird. That is a really weird setting for a Christmas movie and a. 
it's a, time and it makes sense space. as a imagine it mm. as a French play, like a Parisian bohemian play. Ah, I can see it. That now. makes sense. <laughs> well, of course, you would. <laughs> yeah, of course, I know. But as a as a big studio movie, and they're doing the American version, they're like, I know Venice Beach and, and Steve Martin. It's not good, but it's a cute thing to put on if you've watched everything else ever. Sure, sure. You know what's a good movie? Uh, and this reminds me of his Birdcage. I watched that a couple years ago. I had never seen oh, it. La Cage au Fond. Yeah, we. Oui. <laughs> yes, wait, I'm French. We. Oui. Uh, I hadn't seen it when you know, it was it was huge in the '90s and it was like the big cultural. I saw it in the theater. That's, Did you? It's yeah. it's really funny, and uh, I did not know how funny it was. Mm. It's great. It's wonderful. Funny and there's a really funny it. moment where Robin Williams. You can tell he. They're like in the kitchen. He slips on some some sauce or something, and it is a real slip. And you can see him break character for a second be like whoa I just kind of slipped and ah. like kind of laughs with uh, the other actors <laughs> oh it's great. I love that shit uh, yeah but the holiday season you know what I was thinking about the other day oh, next year I'm gonna make it a point I'm gonna make it a damn point to get all my like extracurricular writing and stuff that I'm not being paid for just like the the freelance stuff to like yeah. try to get more like have that all done by December 1st. So you can check out. So my my December is not like end of the year I got to make sure I wrap up this pilot I'm writing or no. something. Just yeah. have it just be done. Now Mike, I have a tradition that you've roasted me for mm. which is right before Thanksgiving I make sure I get through <laughs> yeah. my to-do list. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I'm paying bills, I'm opening mail, everything I can so that I can unwind over Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. <laughs> and you coast <laughs> that you you coast right through to the end of the year after that, right? I mean, uh, as far as like paying for my car insurance, yes. But this year, <laughs> I've had a stressful to the max December. I'm fritzed. I'm frambled. Yeah. I'm blitzed. I'm shambled. <laughs> you are on the edge. We, you know what I want to get him for Christmas? What's that? Uh, I can get this guy a, a spa weekend. That's nice. You want know, to get this guy? You got to get this guy laid. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> this guy. <laughs> a spa weekend. And we do it on the cheap, Jeff. We bring him over here. We get the day. Wait, what? We put some candles <laughs> up. I got I to gotta go to work? Yeah, we're getting the oil out. We're yeah, getting the out. Your boy's tense. Get the kinks Look at this. I can see the knots in his shoulders from here. Um, he needs help. Here's the problem. When you say spa weekend, I picture like, yeah, being at the spa all weekend, but you're only getting like one treatment per day. But I want to lay down Friday afternoon, <laughs> lay down on the massage table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, get off the massage yeah. table. Slipping in the mud on and Friday, I'm, pull you out on Monday morning. I'm shooting shit all around, pissing <laughs> oh, all, God, I'm drooling. Yeah. Wow. We're feeding you while you're on your stomach. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Feeding me all my steaks. I do that for sure. One thing. Okay, hold on. Yeah. You guys see Avatar yet? No. no. Are you going to see Avatar? Are no. you excited? About I mean, it? I'm, not- go- I'm going to see it, but no, uh, like no spoiler would bother me. Oh, I haven't seen it yet either. But uh, is it something you're excited about? No. I am excited about it. I know the first movie's bad, and, and like this might, movie might be bad as well. Mm-hmm. However, just you, you never bet against James Cameron. The, the ten year, however many year wait it's been since the first one, mm-hmm. and that like thirteen, thirteen, and he's doing new technology stuff. That totally worked on me. I'm like, I can't wait to see what it's all about. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put the glasses on. I'll eat the popcorn. <laughs> It's so funny to think that if, if he really was chipping all, all day, every day, just yeah, working yeah. on this, there were no stops. Poor guy. Frame by frame, I guess. It is one of those things where I, uh, you know, I know there are super fans of that movie. There aren't, I've, though, I don't think. Are there not? I mean, it there's people with like full body tattoos of Navi Well, that's too that's weird. That's weird. I think that for the amount of money that it made, and it did make uh, all An the S money back ton. then, but it doesn't have the cultural impact of no. 
any yeah. uh, like I put on um Fellowship of the Ring the other day. <laughs> How was it? That, see, that was one. Remember that, that thing couple... is a meme factory. That that yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like that. Are, there are jokes and memes that have come out of that movie. Like every five minutes, you're like, oh, one does not simply that one have walk my into Mordor. Scene where Sam walks down to the water. Uh, or is it the next one where he's like, wait, Elijah Wood, don't leave, don't leave. And, and, uh, Sean Astin is so, is like so loyal, but also dumb. He just like walks yeah, into yeah. a river and he's going to drown. Oh, <laughs> is I that the it. first or second? I forget. I think it's the second one. Uh, the, I'm thinking Jeff, what's the, I'm thinking the Amazon show, not fellowship. Oh, oh rings of power. Rings of power. Like that. that, that was one, a couple, I know I said I wanted to watch it. I never did. Yeah. Never did. But the only thing that, uh, people have taken into culture from, Avatar is maybe making fun of unobtainium. Yes. I feel the, like the that's only, a oh, yeah. reference you can make and everyone knows what that's from. But but like yeah, I've never met anyone Wait, who's is, like I love those movies. Is Giovanni Ribisi the bad guy? In the first one? In Avatar? The first one? Yeah. Who wants the unobtainium? Who's the bad guy? Uh I think why am I, I think industry and technology. Thank you. Anyway, what I was gonna say. How weird, I was watching Access Hollywood the other day, or Extra, or one of those, and I saw a press junket interview um, that had the main guy from Avatar. Sam Worthington? Yeah. I was like, Isn't it's, that funny? It's so he's weird. Back? And he, this guy just didn't get famous. Like, yep. when, when you watched Avatar, yep. you're like, here it goes. I guess he's the big guy. I, and yeah. he, he looks great. He looks kind of the same, and nice. he's just been, like, hanging around. Was it a drug thing or something? I thought I heard it was, yeah, like, he was a... Uh, uh, he did a drug? Maybe an alcoholic? I, I, I look into that. I, I, could be spreading I shame rumors. people who drink. I, I think it's wrong. It's a wrong life. No, I, I could be spreading rumors here. So, so look into that. But yeah, something just like set, put them on the sidelines until the movie came. But out. It, it's funny that uh, every once in a while Hollywood will all get together and decide who they're going to make the new star. Yeah, and like yeah. Sam Worthington was in uh, the Terminator reboot and yeah, Avatar, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I want to say like he's maybe in like one or two other things. And then it just did not take off. Like he was certifiably like not beloved by America. And it sucks because yeah, like the industry has decided and they're like, but we decided. Right, right, right. <laughs> did you, uh, The Whale, I've, I haven't seen that yet. That seems like a good screener movie maybe. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I want that Triangle of Sadness and the Fablemans to show up at my door so I can pop them in the PS4. The, the thing with uh, The Whale, and I, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but it just seems like, hey, we used to make fun of uh, Brennan Fraser online, mm-hmm. but now he's in a movie, so we love him again because he's. We don't make fun of him anymore. Yeah, well, were people being mean to him? I thought he was just sort of like I, the memes I would see is like he used to be hot in George's Jungle, and now he's like, oh a big yeah, guy. Uh, yeah. I for the most part, I feel like everyone is rooting for him. He had like uh, this is another case of me talking out of my ass. So hmm. someone fact check me, but I feel like he was like sexually assaulted by yes. studio executives. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So when, he, when he was like a big uh, movie star? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when he like went away after The Mummy, it was because of some Weinstein type shit. So he was just like, I'm done with this thing. And well, it, I think that also like he was, I I should stop talking because I haven't read the articles. I, I look at the headlines. But yeah, you look at the headlines. Like, he also had some injuries on uh, one of the mummy sequels. I think he had blue balls at one point. We'll see. He, no, you're thinking of the Navi. <laughs> you're thinking of the Navi. You're thinking of the Navi. So I think, well, that's, you know, that's just a good lesson here because you see a meme. <clears throat> meme doesn't tell the whole story. No. Meme does not tell the whole story. No, because you're like, okay, Winnie the Pooh is sitting up and now Winnie the Pooh is in a tuxedo a little bit more happy and relaxed. Yeah, I see that as a Winnie the Pooh won the lottery. Right, what are the middle steps? What happened between? We don't know. Did did he hang out with Piglet? 
Sure. Did Christopher Robin forget about him? Well, I'm excited for the whale. I'm excited for performances. I, I think I've said this before. What I like in movies these days, sure, I like the big shots. I like the uh, explosions, the action. A nice turn of phrase. I like performances. Oh, you got it's a funny watch thing to say because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But that was also like the basic common man approach to watching movies is anyone who walks out of a movie, they don't, they don't know what writing is. They don't know what directing is, but they give the actors all the credit. I give the actors everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I'm, I've been on the, the, the uh, performance train because of uh, White Lotus. Very good I, performances. But, I like, also, but you got to give it up for Mike White. You got to give it up for the writer. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a perfect marriage of writing and performance and the camera. Are we going to be seeing good performances in Avatar, Way of the yes. Water? Yes. You think so? I think so. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't know. I wonder. My, the thing I was going to say I'm about Because they're acting with tennis balls on fucking green screens. I know. That's got to be that stuff. What I was going to say about acting, I really uh, like little details in acting. And I get that more with the HD TV. And when I'm watching... Because you can see yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. When I'm watching... Uh, this happens a lot in White Lotus. I'll be watching it and somebody has a little moment. I rewind it because I want to see a little, the little eyebrow raise. A little, I did that. You see a moment of somebody like getting... Being told information and you see their heart sink and it shows on their face. Oh, I like seeing Are you talking about a specific scene? Because I have one. Is it spoily? No. Perfect. I stood up with my remote and I was standing in front of my TV and I was, I watched this one shot 10 times in a row. And I was, cause, cause I'm not an actor and I, I marvel. You guys might not know. I've, re, uh, I've retired from acting. I, I don't heard, audition. I my, re, right, right. my reps send me auditions. It's I say offer only. I say, if I'm offer only, if, if a friend wants to cast me in their show, I'll grace. It was stage. a variety. It was on the uh, uh, binding, uh, binding of a variety, <laughs> such a small article. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I am now, up. um, my thing about actors is I'm fascinated by it. It's like, like smart people, really smart, talented people are terrible actors sometimes. Mm. And then complete bozos yeah. are very good actors. Yeah. And you take someone I respect la Ooh, here's a good example. Legend. Chris Rock. Yeah. Piece of shit actor. Whoa. Mm. Wouldn't you say? I, know, Bet- I, thought, I think he I, acted pretty well when he uh, had to do the um, pre-planned slap. slap yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know but, but the theory it, behind. I don't know I, the conspiracy. I go did. out of my way to not watch Matt because it makes me sad. Because I think of him as such a powerful, high-status stand-up. Yeah. That is so, so you watch him and you're like, really stand-up is. It, I, I don't really like high in comedy. I usually like a like I like how Tim Robinson's characters are little shitheads and liars and so, like I don't mm-hmm. really like like I'm the smart high status person of the situation however in stand-up it does work and when chris rock is like prowling the stage and gets yep. a cadence going you're yep. like holy shit i wish i could do yeah, that yeah yeah and then off the strength of that stand-up he was kind of a stinker in so many like 90s and 2000s movies and i haven't seen this stuff i mean i think he's gotten some accolades recently i i mean i i really enjoyed top five that was his movie that, that he was directed. his woody allen wannabe yeah yeah not too long ago a couple of years ago I can always no, see, yeah. you know, even like when, he, like anytime he's acting, I could just see him like being like, I'm doing good in this scene. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. the scene I was going to say, what had me up on my feet with the, the little tiny Apple remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rewatching. Yeah. Yep. Was uh, White Lotus. Mm-hmm. The, the hotel manager is standing at front yes. desk and the aspiring piano player, sex worker yes. lady uh, has a little proposition for her. And then it, it cuts back to the hotel manager 
and her pupils, her ears got big expressive eyes and she's thinking and her, her pupils are moving back and forth. Like you could see the thinking happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, you're make, your brain is acting because you can't tell your eyeballs to move like that. Yeah, yeah You yeah. have to actually act in your she's brain. She's living the Maya. Oh, check this out. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, he's got it. Wow, he he's looks from it. side to He doesn't side. look like he got hit on the head by a bottle <laughs> at all. Yeah, the, the the thing I'm thinking about was in the finale, so I, I hesitate to say, but it's the, I mean, there's so many moments, but like there's a, an Aubrey Plaza moment where she's not saying anything. They're oh, sitting yeah. at the table and there's a tense situation and you can just see her be like, kind of like uh, breathing heavier for a second and like looking around. Amazing. Well done. I know what you mean, because that's well another uh, moment where you don't just decide to do that. It's her body is acting, so she tricked her brain so that her, her heart's pounding and her, her yeah, lungs yeah. are going. Mm -hmm. You can't say heart pound, lung pump. You got to trick gotta yourself. Be, you got to believe it. Have you ever seen, I'd, I've never seen like a really well done like stage play. I've seen musicals and stuff, but yeah. like where you, you should go. That would be cool to go. I know that's what and, I want to do. And see like American Buffalo. Mm -hmm. We Neil, should do Neil, it for the pods someday. Neil does a bunch. True Neil, West. Neil knows. Yeah. Neil knows all the stuff, like the good plays and stuff. And I got to, I got to tell him, they haven't sent me a Neil, link. Neil went to that legendary production of Sam Shepard's True West where Philip Seymour Hoffman and John C. Riley swapped roles every night. Yeah. 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 Yes. Damn. There's a but, really but, good production of that. Like, there's like a televised PBS version of that. That's Gary Sinise and John Malkovich, and uh -huh. you can find it on YouTube, and it's mm -hmm. amazing. Ooh, I've also out. seen some really good bands switch instruments every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive too. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. No, nope. Today we are carving the Christmas goose. Mm. So they say we're going to our beloved. Tam O'Shander. I can't oh. believe we've never covered this restaurant before. We haven't? Celebrating 100 years this year, the Tam O'Shander yes. is a local icon. It's a local icon. It's a, uh, Tim, you know everything about it. You're like a member there or something. But it's it's an old time place. It's a Lowry Steakhouse. Old Walt Disney used to hang out there. It looks like an old uh, cottage. I love the bar there. They do Christmas there. Magnifique. It's sort of a go-to when when Hanford's in L.A. and he wants to gather some friends together. Tam O'Shanter Bar. Yeah, ninety percent of the time it's been Tamo. The the pub at Tam O'Shanter is a favorite hang of Mike Hanford. But then oh. also the restaurant in L.A. This is where you could go there any time of year and you have a big prime rib and it's homey and delicious. But yeah. especially between Thanksgiving and and Christmas in Los Angeles, a town that doesn't feel feel very jolly. This is a place you can go to and have a good holiday meal, and it is fucking packed. They have carolers yep. that take yeah. requests. Dickens-esque carolers. Dickens-esque. I must tell you, I've already been there for dinner once this holiday mm. season. I went with uh, a little gang that does an annual dinner there, and when I walked in, I saw so many people I knew <laughs> that I saw doing their little annual dinners yeah. last year, comedy people at different tables, and like, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> and um. It's it. You feel like you're in the town square in a way that yeah, L.A. does not like have. old yeah, Fezziwigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. That's the that's the thing. It's all, all Fezziwigs. The, Fezziwigs and all the prominent town figures are coming back together once again. Yeah, I think I there's something. If I could go back in time, I would go back to a Fezziwig party. <laughs> well, Fezziwig's fake. I know, I know, but he came from something. Can I tell you this thing that I 
read about Dickens. I feel like I told it on pod, but hey, mm. whatever. You know, I keep like learning this over and over again, but like, so like Frank Capra write, writes these very like virtue or makes these movies that are very like virtuous and heartwarming. And, and we think of those as like old timey movies, mm. like a Frank Capra movie. Right. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And it's a wonderful life. You're like yep. schmaltzy, old, good time, old golden age things. Yeah. What I didn't know is that in his era, Frank Capra was seen as a bit of a softy. And if you asked him about it, he would have said like, yeah, I know I'm doing a thing. I'm doing an old timey thing. I live in this sort of cynical time in Hollywood. When was that? The 40s? In the 40s. Wow. Uh, and he's like, I'm doing a throwback thing to this nice spirit. Uh, and so uh, and then I followed that further back. Ah, he followed the Did, thread. Followed the thread. Did you know? Same thing about Charles Dickens. Huh. What we think of as like old timey Victorian England stuff, his contemporaries, you know, I don't know, fucking like, uh, um, who's my favorite satirist? Uh, a picture of a portrait of. Oh, Sir Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like an Oscar Wilde would have been like, oh, Dickens, you're corny. And, and there were fancier. I don't see the Muppets working with Oscar. Thank you. But, but like <laughs> um, among the intellectuals of the era that were like critical of the monarchy and mm-hmm. shit like that, Dickens was seen as a, a cheese ball, but he, Interesting. he was doing like a mega thing. You know, like all these guys were all, I mean, not politically, Ma- but like uh, Make America Great Again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, like uh, not politically, but just like a throwbacky old time. Harkening back to hark- simpler days, better days. Yeah. So even oh. Charles Dickens was doing a harken where he was like, yeah, I know Christmas is a little cheesy, but I think it can be sweet. And a lot of people are too materialistic. So I'm going to write a parable about a Scrooge guy. Honestly, mm. And if I'm, if I ain't wrong, Dickens came from meager beginnings as well. So I bet you he was fan, uh, friends with a bunch of like rich fuck writers who were like, we think it's fun to like shit on the times. Right. And he was like, well, I actually came from shit and now mm. I'm doing better. And I uh, actually, I have a little optimism about it. How about that? How about that? I, I think that I feel strongly in art and, and especially music is like, I like shit on the times all you want. Be as cynical as you want. But if you can find a way to be redemptive by the end of your thing, because any college student can make a piece of art that's like the work the world sucks yeah if you want to be an edgelord yeah and it's it's the easiest point to make like you have your first sad thing happen in your life and then you're like (laughs) life sucks um anyway in reference to tam o'shanter it's named after uh well a tam o'shanter is like a hat like a floppy scottish hat you know yeah 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 and then then there's a poem by Robert Burns, Scottish poet who wrote Old mm-hmm. Lang Syne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Michael knows it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the content of the Tam O'Shanter poem? Because I don't know what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so good for you. Yeah. Are you thinking of it and smiling? Oh, yeah, I see how that works with the Tam O'Shanter. No, I don't know. So, the, but the restaurant owners that open up Tam O'Shanter, it's like the same people that own Lowry's and Van de Camp's Bread. You know that little windmill? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Up? They opened this in like in the in the 20s, but they were making this sort of uh, even then to us. We're like old timey 1922. But when they opened this in 1922, they were thinking like Scotland, you know, everything in America is young, but things in Europe are old. So this is another instance of old 
1922, they're like, let's make an old timey place. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of like, 100 years ago, 100 years later, the sloppy boys are going there and saying, hey, it's kind of old timey yeah. around here. And it's it, it really throws off the modern, uh, you know, you look at it with modern eyes and you're like, well, wait, what am I looking at here? The way that I would watch Happy Days mm-hmm. and be like, this is a show from the 50s? No, it's a show from the 70s about the 50s. <laughs> but it's being not. rerun in the 90s? <laughs> like, that what the, always, that what am I looking at? For forever. I had, when I was a kid, I thought Happy Days was from the 50s. I also thought, this one doesn't make sense because as a narrator, but I thought Wonder Years was an old show. Yeah. I was watching oh, new yeah. episodes thinking yeah, it was an old show. On ABC, thinking yeah. it was an old show. Uh, you know, it's funny. To, in the 20s, to make like a throwbacky type uh, place like the Tam O'Shanter, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, this is maybe a 50s thing, but you see like the diner that looks like a, I don't know, a something, a spaceship or something like that. Mm-hmm. It feels like that type of thinking where it's like, because it's on the, the Los Feliz Boulevard. Mm-hmm. It just kind of is like, yeah, let's throw a weirdo uh, theme restaurant, a theme restaurant, basically yeah. that looks weird and is sticks out in the neighborhood. Like the the buildings don't look. Like yeah, that. it's got like a Bavarian sort of like it's a white building with mm-hmm. a bunch of like w- brown wood beam cross hatching on it. Yeah, which is sort of Tudor Tudor style, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, meant to be an old like a rickety Scottish roof kind of looking Scottish. Thing. Yeah, Scottish. It's the, the, now it's known to be the initial inspiration for. Snow White's Cottage. Uh-huh. The Seven Dwarves Cottage. And that, uh, yes, and that uh, Walt hung out there at Table 31. And Did he have um, a drink? Don't they have a drink named there's after There's a drink. Uh, it's very good. Called the Table 31. Yeah. Right. I don't know if he actually drank it. No. Ooh, I'm going to get a Martino tonight. Me too. You know what? Walt Disney, I went on podcast The Ride and yeah. talked about this. Yeah. So uh, I learned there that the, uh, Walt's drink of choice was, because I thought he was a teetotaler. He seems like such an uptight guy, but mm-hmm. no, no, no. His drink of choice was a scotch mist, which is mist? just like a scotch on the rocks with a twist of lemon. Uh-huh. But mm. I thought he was a non-drinker. And then the podcast, The Ride Guys, were telling me he had, in his office, he had a little side room called the Laughing Room, where he would go on Friday afternoons and he would get a massage while he got drunk on scotch mists. Interesting. The Laughing Room? The Laughing Laugh-in? Uh, like, like and a and a oh just no G I got you but like it sounds like he got some hand jobs probably mm-hmm. probably and he's but he seems like a such a like I'm wholesome and repressed but isn't that just the way he's the, you just need to have a little room where he can go yeah right isn't right, that right. just the way behind he's, this wall I don't nobody sees me he's a repressed little perv and he just wants to get his little dinger jacked wow. Um, wow you know who uh, was like that uh-huh. uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, Commodore Vanderbilt, one of the old um, hmm. uh, gilded age billionaires, <laughs> the guy who did the Staten Island Ferry. Uh-huh. Okay, he got re- he was really a workaholic, no fun his whole life. And then I watched his documentary about him. And then they're like, then really late in life, like in his late eighties, he suddenly got fun and he wanted to go for drives. Like he was kind of like, I'm done with my life and I want to go for drives. And they're talking about <laughs> these 80, drives. Oh this is fucking weird he every day wanted to, he got was so excited about his drives his drives was sitting in the back seat of a model t car right or, or oh he wasn't driving gotcha no he had a driver driving him he sat in the back seat with two ladies escorts uh-huh. on either side of him flannel old guy flannel blanket over the laps and he's getting hand jobs underneath the, uh, the whole ride the whole <laughs> the whole ride but it's so weird because even he was he's like a repressed old timey guy that like I don't even think he had sex with these women, but his ultimate thing was just like a jolly car ride and your hands on my dick. Interesting. That's so funny. They like every day. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> but there's footage of him, like this guy who had been like yeah, portal.com. A Scrooge sitting at his desk for his whole life. Then there's like him like jumping into the back of the car, like, it's time for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandpa yeah. loves his rides, doesn't he? Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Yep. Damn. Um now when we go there to you know, we usually get steaks there. That's the kind of thing. Prime rib. Yeah, it's a steakhouse. But I hear around the holidays they they do goose. Christmas yes, goose. Yes, Mike, you've, you're so excited about the I'm Christmas I'm going to try goose. the Christmas goose, I think. Although, I wish I was getting the steak. Well, here's the thing, Mike. <laughs> you get the Christmas goose. I can't resist. I got to get prime rib. Yeah. But I'll give you as many bites as you like. Great. All. <laughs> all. Stop. Um, but uh, we have, forgot to mention that this Tamu Shinter was really made famous on our podcast because it's where we went after yeah, our yeah. Sidewalk, sidewalk slammer. slammer episode. And I blacked out. I walked out. I fell asleep. You guys found me on a trailer yeah. bed sleeping. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we just jumped, uh, bumped into a very funny comedian, Joe Rumrill yesterday. Right. Love him. We were telling him we were going here. And he's like, and because he, he listens to the podcast. And he said, oh, this is where you guys ended up after the, those, uh, that episode. And then he was like, oh, and then he was talking about the uh, the lineup. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you guys, it's you do every about every four months, you guys have a real blowout going yeah. on. And not the blowout. They're really rip shit. Um, speaking of the Tamo Jander and Joe Rumrill, the first I met him and uh, Claire O'Kane and Nick Nanny there mm-hmm. at a little gathering you had arranged, Mike. Yeah, last Christmas. And the, these were my, last this was my, Christmas. <laughs> my first time meeting them. And I was like, hey, you're Hanford's friends from New York. Hey, I'm Tim. And I remember and, hearing them distinctly go, we don't like him. I was like, hey. Well, no. It was funny because I was I was blotto. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was one of these, like, I met these people on this night. And I sat at their, I, I walked up to their booth and sat with them and talked for hours. <laughs> and then I kind of hijacked their night and I got them to give me a ride home. And Claire was oh. driving. And then on the ride home, I. I I made them drive through Del Taco. Yes, I was sitting in the back. Claire's driving, Nick's in the front, and I'm sitting in the back seat. And then they they, they, pull up, and I roll down the back window, and I'm talking to the guy from the back window. And uh, and then they drove me out, and I I woke up the next day being like, holy shit, I'm rude. (laughs) (laughs) They they must have just been like, who is this guy? He really confident guy must run this town. Yeah, they were like, I don't know about LA, man. No, (laughs) that's good. You You showed him a good time. I did feel... No, about I, LA, man. This Calpagas guy. We've talked about this. That I sometimes feel when New York... I think New York is so cool, especially Brooklyn stand-ups, that hey, I get a little hey, self-conscious. Hey, we love you guys, too. In LA, I want to make sure they have a good time so they don't go back to right, New right. York. Or I don't want them to have the wrong experience. I want them to go to the right bars and get the right things. Yeah. And... Um, there you're, was, you're like an ambassador. I am a brand ambassador mm-hmm. for LA. But there was one time that... Um, uh, uh, Chicago improviser Chris Witaski was in town long mm-hmm. before he lived in Chicago and I came on so strong we were at El Chivito <laughs> now I'm gone and I was like let me get you a Bandera shot and right like, right okay and it's like these three shots, shot glasses three shots they line up it's like a shot of hot sauce a shot of tequila a shot of lime juice and you do in a row and then I was like come on next door and I took him to Tiki T and I got him the Toro Toro and, and we order it and everyone's like, <laughs> like Toro, Toro Toro and then a little toy bull is running around the thing and then I was like what do you think and he was like you know Tim you could just order me a normal drink <laughs> <laughs> who are you <laughs> I, I would like an old style <laughs> just order me a normal drink but I get I think that's what happened with Claire and Nick and Joe I got two excited you're, well, you're an excitable guy. You yeah. like to. You're a host. The host with you're the most. You're a host, and I, you know, I 
they come and I, I just pawn them off to you. <laughs> Entertain these people. And I'm like, don't you worry. Well, so t- today is the day. We well, I made this reservation about a month ago. Yeah. I was going to do, I made a, this is a Tuesday night. I made it for Monday night first. And they said, no, you can only sit outside. I said, I'm not coming. I, Fuck I that. got on the phone. I guess that I, I'm not coming. It, wasn't it doesn't feel like Fezziwig's outside. It, it really <laughs> doesn't. It's like, I want to be in the pub area with yes, the low ceilings. Yes. I want the, the carolers, carolers to come around. We'll see if we can get them to sing a song for us. They've got, they know all the songs. Mm-hmm. I want to sit there. I want to drink my martini. I want to, uh, Oh, another thing I do there. Deep breath. I do. Uh, I'll do cocktails there for sure. For sure. Probably not doing martinis tonight. But the other thing I do there a lot: black and tan. Oh, that's fun. Now, what is I a black and tan? It's a, it's like a bass and a Guinness. I would yes, say. Yes, I, I thought so. A Guinness could be good. I always do teenies there, and that's what made me black out. But I like when you order a teeny. They say uh, Churchill or Hemingway. Right. And I go Churchill. Oh, what's the difference? Hemingway is vermouth, Churchill's no vermouth. Right. But they even if you're watching, they'll do the joke where they like take out the the vermouth bottle and like, they just bow. sort of dance it by the. Oh, bottles. that's good. That's good. Um, See, I would say, give me wait, which one's the vermouth? Hammers. Hammers. I'd say give me hammers, but a uh, uh, you know uh, one of his novellas. Because <laughs> yeah. I just like a little oh, vermouth. Yes. Death in the afternoon. No, that's a nonfiction. That's piece. a nonfiction <laughs> piece. Um, but it's fine. They, they have really good Christmas cocktails too. They have hot buttered rum. They have the stuff. Can I tell you? I still am talking about the Dutton Yule Mule. Oh, yeah. I've been telling people to make it. Have you finished your jar of blackstrap molasses? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I've made so many. It's it's really good. It's a really Thank you. holiday. I, I feel like it's not getting the love online that it should be getting. I'll tell you what. I don't know. I saw some slopheads say, move over uh, Kalpakis' drink. This oh, might be the new drink. Shit. I, I, uh, Nobody's really paying attention to the Russian route anymore. I, <laughs> here's the thing. A lot of people, I, I, I have not, this weekend was a, a fritzy frazzled weekend for me. I wasn't on the Instagram enough to reshare the stories. Yeah. But I'll tell you a lot. Like I checked in like Sunday night. I looked at her Instagram and there were so many expired tags of like, this person mentioned you in the story. This person. Dude, mentioned- I should have been looking. <laughs> I, ha- I shared like. No, tw- Tim, I should have been picking up the slack. I shared like 12 of them, but there were like 30 of them. Yeah. Damn. It's, okay, cool. It's a great. I trip. saw one or two good picks, but I just want people to be fawning over my hard work. I know. They were. Yeah. They were. And I am too. Um, One more thing I want to say about the Tamish Andrew. I am a platinum member. I have my card on me. We're going to, when we ring up the bill on the Sloppy Boys LLC card, That's right. I'm going to throw down my card and, and we can use whatever. Sometimes they're like, you, you know, 3% off your meal. Sometimes you free dessert. Other times it's on us. No. Get out of here. It's all about how many points I've accrued. Yeah. You know, I you, love You don't I, know how many points? No, because I don't know. I forgot. I When I went there last week, I didn't. Somebody else picked up the tab, so I didn't use the thing. Uh-huh. But I don't, I'm not aware how many points I've accrued, and it's a little bit of a crapshoot every time. The amount of like emails I get, or anytime you buy something, is like join the club and get points and yeah. whatever. Usually I don't do it, but. Uh, when something like that works, or like my my credit card, I get you do flights, right? I do fly uh, uh flight miles, flight miles, <laughs> airline miles, whatever flight it's miles. called. And uh, when it actually like comes through, I go on to like JetBlue and I've got like tons of points and it pays for a whole trip. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. it worked. True Blue is like pretty much the only thing I keep track of. Mm, I do it's pretty much your boy at this com. point. <laughs> but I I just did this. I just I think I have brand loyalty for one of the first times. I, the other day I was sitting around and I said to myself, Tim, admit it. You love Delta Airlines. 
Mm. I'm always a JetBlue guy, mm-hmm. but when I fly Delta, it's good. Really? really? I thought Delta was the one that everyone talks about they don't like. No, Delta, if you can get in the first class, if you can get like a free upgrade or something. <laughs> okay. Delta, <laughs> Delta One is the fancy. You, you, oh, okay. have, you eat a good dinner. That's really? like a really good restaurant dinner. I've been in first class once or twice. It's very first nice. I've never, I've never laid down in one of those. Yeah. Things. That's what oh, I got well, to. So the other day I had this thought and I was it was coming up time to book some tickets to go home uh, to New York for the holidays. Tim, you're already home. Thank you. <laughs> I just signed up for a... Delta Airlines Amex, my first Amex. Ooh, card. nice! And I said, I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an Amex man, and I'm gonna get the and Delta just charge points. everything you can on it. Everything, Bang one go. porno on there. <laughs> uh, I, I flew here JetBlue, and they got the you know the TV right in front of you. Beautiful. And I don't have Showtime on my TV at home. Well, my how are you gonna watch the Matt Rogers special? How are I you know, gonna watch Meet Me in the Bathroom? I've heard such great things. Well, that's on we Showtime. Should watch Meet Me in the Bathroom for the blog. Yes, yeah, that's, that's on Showtime. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. I watched on Showtime. They had it seemed like the full season of uh, "I Love That for You," the uh, Vanessa Bayer. Oh, show. great! I've never and seen I it watched before. the pilot of it, the first episode, and I loved it. I thought it was great. She's so funny that I really like the story. Vanessa Bayer is funny as fuck. She's funny. Molly Shannon, super funny. Uh, uh, Matt Rogers is in that too. Mm, but anyway, so I'm watching and I'm loving it. And then I get up to go to the bathroom. I put my headphones down, and when I get up. My whole row, we all kind of got up and it was like, let's all do the bathroom together and yeah. you go and then I'll Ooh, go. Let's, let's all hold just, each other's dicks. No, yeah. it wasn't that. No, it was like, like a little laughing room up in <laughs> the sky. That's good. Stop it. It was like, let's, you know, since we're all getting up, you go and we'll make it this our, our sit disruption. Yeah. When I got back, my headphones were gone. They had been in the scarfuffle were gone. And there was only like, we, the three of us, <laughs> the two guys beside me, I was sitting in the middle. We got up, we're looking around a little bit, the, couldn't find them. And it's dark, you know. And I couldn't watch the rest of the episode. So on my way home, I will watch more episodes. But uh, I was so bummed because there was only like an hour left of the flight. Yeah. So I didn't have to do it. But I was like, fuck, I found a good thing here where, you know, when you, you, you get it. a show you got going and it's You had the show, but then you wanted an empty bladder as well. Mm-hmm. But when we landed, the guy next to me, he reached down in his seat and he said, I think I found him. He found the headphones. <sighs> the headphones were there. We just couldn't find him in the dark. Damn. And on that sad note, mm. we're going to go to the Tamo Shanty. We're going to get the holly jolly spirit going. Yep. yep. Maybe we'll record a few moments there. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a nice little play-by-play, and then, yeah. we'll, then we'll reflect on the whole experience. Oh, I'm going to get a mashed potato. Do they do baked potato there? No. Good. Mash it then. <laughs> you know what they have that's new? Ooh. Neon potato. S- Scottish nachos. And I was like, that's gimmicky what and is that? silly. It's so good. Potato chips, Ooh. scotch rarebit instead of cheese, and uh, corned beef. Oh, that might be for the tabes. That yep, might yep. be for the tape. Yep. yep. I'm in. Yeah, Me it's too. really good. All right. Well, let's get our uh, winter coats on and our scarves and head out. Yep. Great. And let's put your socks on your cocks. Hmm? <laughs> what the? All right. Okay, Mr. Red Hot Chili Pepper. Yes. Okay, we're here live at the Tamashanter. We just ordered. Yeah. We all kind of got the same thing. The Tamashanter, the prime rib Tamashanter cut. It's got the bigger cut. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And I did something. I don't know if you guys heard. I ordered medium well. I noticed that. Me and Jay went medium rare. Medium rare. 
I haven't done. I didn't want to go all well, but I I I wanted the idea of the more cooked meat taste. Mm. Oh yeah, you want that? If you want that cooked meat taste, you gotta go medium well. That's what I thought. Now they're gonna give you. It's a one big piece of meat that's already roasted, so you're gonna get the outer edges. Me and Jeff are gonna get the mid the center. I hey, love it. Can I ask you guys? Are you are you feeling merry? Oh, that's all right. I looked like not that long ago when we had it. <laughs> then you ordered it and now we're No problem. This is all right. Would you like a salad instead? No, I'm fine. No. That's fine. No. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> what you just witnessed there is uh, uh, the, I ordered French onion soup. They don't have any more. And the waitress just told me. So usually when I'm not being recorded, I would have been screaming at her. I would have got the manager out, screamed at him or her, yep. screaming at a lot of the staff, anyone around. But because I'm being recorded, I kept it cool. It was very nice, very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no problem. Well, I, saw, I saw the phone grip in your hand. Yeah, you saw this titanium phone bend. Ooh, boy. Well, I was going to pass the mic over to the singers, but they've stopped, unfortunately. Oh, shit. Uh, we'll, we'll get them. We'll, we'll give you a little glimpse, folks. Yeah. Next the, time they start piping up. The, also, in the background, some of there's just like a jingle bell happening. Yeah, somebody has a bell. This place is packed full of people. Everyone's wearing either red or black or uh, dark green sweaters. Yes. Kids are running into things. Kids are running all over. It's wild. It's great. And I will say this was notable. It's not, tonight, it's not a who's who of the alt comedy scene. But it is a who's who of people who are over 90 years old. So older a lot, crowd. A lot of white hair in the room. Yeah. Older crowd. Older crowd. But I, you know what I say to that? Come one, come all. Enjoy. Not me. Oh, no. Not me. Oh, no. Can't wait to be rid of each and every one of them. Wow. Well, there you have it. Hey folks, welcome back. We have finished the meal. We are all stuffed. We just uh, had the unfortunate encounter with the waitress where she said, did anyone save room for dessert? And of course we did not. No, it's all steak in there, baby. <laughs> There's no room. Hey, you know what? Doesn't this restaurant feel like a Wisconsin supper club? Yes. It's what Having never been, yes, I would say I would it does. It feel like, yes. Yeah. I agree. It's a hell of a town. Uh... The primer was delicious. I ate so much, I'm going to die. Yeah, I will say, you guys each got a bone on that primer, and it made the presentation all the more... Uh, yeah. yeah. It was... The idea is... The idea is like, yeah, you, Tim and I had the bone, it looked like a bigger steak, but Tim was saying, like, no, it's all the same amount of meat. It's not. The bone guys had Yeah, much, the bone guys, more. yeah. Those yeah. were Your bone was very meaty, and I just took it off your plate and took it to the dome. Yeah, I couldn't do it. There was a lot of grease and fat on it. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how to fight through all that. Yeah. I trim a little bit. I do a little trim. Sure. I don't need all that, that gummy fat. I am fat. trim. Yes. I don't trim, but I am trim. Slim trim Tim. Yeah. Okay, all right, we are back live. We're on the sidewalk. We just ate all the food put mm -hmm. in front of us. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I cleaned my plate, yeah. and I ate Hanford's bone, and I ate a bunch of bread and appetizers and stuff, and then I r realized, I was like, how how did I eat this much food? And I remembered that I didn't have my M drive today. Ooh. Ooh. So 
okay. I'm extra hungry. So that's the, that's a testament to the M drive will fill you up so much mm-hmm. that you don't need a full steak dinner and yeah. other people's leftovers. But he didn't have the M drive today, so yes, probably he, felt off your game all day, huh? Yeah, Tim? I felt yeah. terrible. Promo code boys and tell them Tim sent you because they've been ghosting us. I'm trying to get free products. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you start? I mean, that's one of the M drive the start. Yeah, it, folks, we're gonna need you to double down on M drive <laughs> subscriptions. <laughs> I did a thing in there where uh, every time I come here, I get a, a cut of meat that's too much. And why do I, I think, because in my head when I'm ordering, I think, uh, I maybe won't, I won't have enough. That's always the fear. And also, Mike, I have enough. Mike, you, you know, when you look at the ounces on a steak, yeah. if you say, hey, that's a, that's a 10 ounce, I know what that is in, as far as liquid. <laughs> but if we're talking meats, I can't picture what ounces are. Well, picture a 12-ounce steak is a Diet Coke can poured out onto a plate. <laughs> okay. That's what I was, that's what I thought. I think those were 12-ounce steaks, right? 16-ounce? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would have thought there was some on the menu. We had well, a big 16. cut. The, I'm going to say the, the The Tam O'Shanter cut is a chunker. It's a chunker, and if you eat Hanford's bone, you get really a lot of fat. And, Tim, what's that I see gleaming in the distance calling to you? <gasps> it's... A flatbed truck yeah, sitting under mind. a street light. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a nice winter snooze right about now. A little... Hey, here's an idea I had. Tell me if this is good. Um, Ooh, we're on the ground floor of this idea. This is great. You can invest in this. Um, I open up a hotel. Not I'd, very liquid right now. Is that okay? It's okay. Um, I was pitching this to Jessica this morning. It's like a hotel... It's a resort that I'm going to open in Yosemite. Ooh. Somebody saw the end of White Lotus? Yes, yes, yes. But this is better than that. Ooh. It's like it's more of like a spa-type hotel, but the theme is hibernation. So it's this big hotel built into the mountain, and the rooms are caves. And it's like a bear theme. And you go in your room, and you sleep for the whole winter. Love it. <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I wouldn't it. mind doing that. And I, feel I serve you uh, honey and salmon. Sure. A pile of warm <laughs> leaves. Oh, no, the bedding is all <laughs> furs. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm After that meal, I feel like I could sleep for the rest of the winter. Thank you. Folks, we had a great time. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around while we talked about what we ate. <laughs> and, and recap with some investment ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, folks, to invest. Talk to Tim online about that. Yeah, DM me, and uh, we'll get in touch, and we'll do some really good work together. That's good. It's an exciting opportunity for everyone. Thanks so much, folks, for listening. We love you. Uh, have a happy holiday. We're closing out the holiday season here on The Blowout, huh? I think so. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. To you and yours. We love you, folks. Bye. (laughs) 